Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's Take Heart. Um, in the Take Heart from a couple of days ago, uh, I talked about um, investing in others and the fruit of that and the joy of that and, um, and how Jesus invested uh, in the disciples and he was committed to them. Even though they didn't seem to have much promise at times, he never, ever gave up on them. And, and that was kind of almost the main thing that Jesus did. Everything else he did, he did with them. He took them round with him. They watched, they, they, they did stuff with him. Well, uh, he did it so perfectly. Uh, I, I love the stories. There was one time um, where the disciples were without Jesus for a bit and they tried to cast out a demon and it didn't work. And then Jesus came and he cast out the demon. And they said, why couldn't we cast it out? Um, and he said, oh, well, guys, this kind comes out by prayer and fasting. I think they remembered the lesson because uh, the next time he sent them out um, in pairs and he said, you go do ministry. You know, you know, he could have done it better, but he sent them out and he said, I believe in you. I know, I know you messed up with the demon, but hey, I, I'm trusting you to go out. They came back. And they said, Jesus, you should have been there on our ministry trip. Even the demons flee when we tell them in your name. And I think Jesus uh, said something like, well done, guys. I'm proud of you. Well, what he actually is recorded as having said is, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky, which when translated from the original Greek means, well done, guys. I'm proud of you. And then he said, and then he said, rejoice not that your names are written, uh, rejoice not that the demons flee, rejoice rather that your names are written in the book of life. And so he was saying, in effect, so you remembered the prayer and fasting bit. We remembered the prayer and fasting bit. Well, here's the next lesson. Here's the next lesson. I love it. Jesus spent three years the, the disciples were in the best theological college they could have been in, the theological college of Jesus Christ. They didn't learn theory, they lived it out in practice. And after Jesus ascended into heaven, they were ready. Well, I just want to tell you briefly my story. Um, uh, I arrived um, at St Andrew's Chorleywood years ago. I was 27 years old, 26, and everything in my life had gone wrong. I was broken. My relationships had gone wrong. I'd tried to serve the Lord and everything I touched turned to disaster. Um, I, I ran an open youth club. Uh, it got closed down after the kids rioted in the church. Um, I tried to organise a mission uh, for the Kenton group of churches. Um, no one came to the evangelistic mission. It was horrible. Um, I even uh, organised a nativity play, which was an utter evangelistic nativity play, which was an utter disaster. And uh, I got slammed for it. Um, the, the, the job I was doing, I wasn't very good at. And I heard that there was this church that they prayed for people and stuff happened. And I never went thinking for a second that I'd end up working for the place. I went because I was desperate. And David Pitches and his wife, Mary, they, who was the vicar, they took me in 
and they loved me. I never understood why. And they cared for me and they encouraged me and they challenged me. And David asked me if I would give up my job and become the youth worker, the youth pastor of the church. And I think back now, I think what a crazy thing he did. What a risk. I had no experience. I had no knowledge. I was a broken person and he knew that. Um, I had lots of issues and he just... He just said, I think the Lord is saying, and I want you to do it. And I, I believe you can. And I was like, really? From the moment I took on that role, they loved me. They supported me. I, I, I could go into their house um, through the, the, the side kitchen door that was unlocked at any time I wanted. I would go and chat and mull things over. And the number of times David said to me, um, hey, if anyone doesn't like what you're doing, you just blame me. You tell them I told you. I've got the broad shoulders. How many people do that? How many people do that? I remember um, I wanted to do an initiative that was not quite about youth work, to organise some concerts. And David said, why do you want to do that? And I said, I think God's saying. And he said... I'm not sure, but if you want to do it, okay. Well, it lost loads of money. I thought, this is a disaster. I went to David and said, I'm, I'm willing to hand in my resignation, obviously. And he said, why on earth would you want to do that? And I said, because you told me not to, and I did it anyway. And look what's happened. And he said, rubbish. I gave permission for you to do that. I wasn't sure, but I said you could do that. If anyone's got a problem, let them come to me. I'm the one. Who's the boss here? I'm the one that said. And do you know, if it had been a stunning success, David wouldn't have said, I did that. I, I, I told him to do it. No, 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 no. It was the other way around. Mary and uh, another wonderful lady in our church, Prue Bedwell, uh, they prayed with me every other Friday. Oh, for over two years, maybe three years for healing of my broken heart. Uh, David would teach me as he went. David, start. we started New Wine. And I was the little youth worker when we started. And uh, the committee, the leadership team of New Wine was David, Barry Kissel, who was just wonderful, Joyce Wills, who ran the camps and organized them, and me. And I never understood what I was doing there. There were loads of people that were much more meant to be there than me. And it's only looking back now, I realise why I was there. I was being trained. I was being equipped. I was watching leaders lead. And I was asked questions. And do you know, not once did they make me feel that I was the junior. Not once did they make me feel that I was there. David never, it's only now that I think back, I think, I know what you were doing. I know what you were doing. When I, when I said I wanted to plant a church, David said, right behind you. When I said to him, could we start a camp called Soul Survivor? He said, okay, let's do it. I think the Lord's in it. He and Mary have prayed for me every day for over 30 years. And do you know, they never gave up on me. They st we're still in touch. 
we're still in touch. David is 90 this year. And, and he always says, Mike, we're proud of you. We pray for you. We're so proud of you. And do you know, the little that I've done would not have been humanly possible if I didn't have spiritual parents who loved me, believed in me, and invested in me. And ever since, I've wanted to do that in a small way for others. Will you do it? That's how we grow the kingdom. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about those we pour our lives into. Paul says to the Corinthians, you have 10,000 teachers. You do not have many fathers. Well, let us be mothers and fathers to others. And if you're watching this and you're 16, start now. Find someone to invest in. Even if they're older than you, encourage them, challenge them, pray for them, believe in them, model what it means to be a Jesus follower to them and never give up on them. Be committed to them. You've no idea what might happen. God bless you. Speak soon.